0: podcast, a place where your hosts, Wendy and April, discuss the creepy things that lurk in the misty shadows of the Appalachian Hills. I am, as always, the mysterious voice in the walls.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm Wendy. And I'm April.
2: Today's tale comes out of Russellville, Kentucky. In 1870, a Sexton's home was built on the edge of Maple Grove Cemetery to serve as a living quarters for the cemetery caretaker and his family. As one variation of the story goes, Near the turn of the century, the sexton who lived there at the time had a teenage daughter who was very smitten with a young gentleman from town. The two had planned a picnic one evening, and the young girl was convinced that this was going to be the day when her young beau was going to ask for her hand in marriage. Unfortunately, Mother Nature had other plans, and a tremendous lightning storm brewed shortly before the young man was supposed to arrive. Her parents, concerned for her safety, forbade her from leaving the house. Knowing this meant that her picnic and possible engagement would be canceled, the young girl sassed her mother and ran upstairs to the cupola. There she stared out the window at the angry skies and cursed God for ruining her afternoon. Immediately, a bolt of lightning struck her through the window, and her lifeless body slumped against the windowpane, at which point her image was etched into the glass forever. The story of the tragedy and the ghostly image spread, as things do in small towns, and soon people from all around were coming by the house, hoping to see the ghastly image of the dead girl in the window. At some point, the caretaker became tired of people making a spectacle of his grief and his home, and thus he painted over the window pane, obscuring the image to deter morbid tourists. In other variations of the tale, the young girl was getting ready for a fancy party and was bathing or brushing her hair when she was struck by lightning. Some stories say that just the girl's face was etched into the window, while others say that it was her full body to the window sill. Some tales have her nude or wrapped in a towel, while others say her hand is raised as she brushes her hair or that she has a fist raised to the sky as she curses God. There are also conflicting accounts of whether the image could be seen at all times, or only in bright light, or only during a lightning storm. Some stories say that the caretaker attempted to clean the window to no avail, and so the glass was replaced. But no matter how many times this renovation was completed, the image would show up again. Others say that the window was boarded up altogether. Almost all the stories portray the young girl as being angry and cursing her mother, or God, or both. The Sexton's house is still standing today. The windows in the cupola are painted white. The current caretaker's curiosity got the best of him, and at one point he got some paint thinner and attempted to scrape off the paint to reveal the ghostly image beneath. However, this proved to be too big of a job, and he gave up. Does the ghostly image of the heartbroken and angry young girl still reside in the glass underneath the paint? We may never know.
1: Time for the breakdown. So, I guess we got to talk about could this really happen? Is this something that could really happen in real life? I don't know. What do you think?
2: Well, I actually did some research. I was curious because I wondered, you know, could you be struck by lightning through a window? Mm -hmm. You know, my parents always told me to stay away from the Mm -hmm. windows, and I did a little bit of research and I found out that. Glass is not a conductor. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you can't have lightning go through a glass window and then strike something else. And also that if lightning were to strike a window, that that glass would shatter. Mm -hmm. And so probably that's why parents tell us to stay away from the windows during a lightning storm. Not because we're going to get struck by lightning, but that if lightning were to strike the window, we might
1: get, you know, peppered by glass shards. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay, I do have to say... And I feel like our audience is learning way too much about me, you know. I'm vegan, this this, this and that. Okay, so I used to do electrical work with my dad. Mm -hmm. That's how I worked in high school. He did residential wiring, and I I helped him. And so I learned a lot about electricity. And as you said, um, glass is not a good conductor. Glass is an insulator. That's why glass is used for light bulbs. It's used for tubes because it keeps the electric in it gets you know has that heat inside of it so when you touch a light bulb and all that electric stuff's going on inside it's really hot Mm -hmm. but you don't get electrocuted when you touch a light bulb Mm -hmm. because it doesn't conduct the glass or the electric it just um insulates it it's an insulator so you're right if lightning was to strike a window it would have to it could crack the glass, like it could strike the metal paint around the glass. It would shatter the glass. Mm-hmm. So she would get hurt by that. So I don't believe she could get struck through the window. I don't think that's possible. Right. Without the glass cracking or shattering. Mm-hmm. Now, there's other ways. Um, the house could get struck and the lightning could um, go and conduct through things in the house, like pipes and wires and... Um, and, and that's why they say, you know, stay away from, like, water and taking a bath and things like that mm-hmm. when it comes to um, lightning storms. But as far as, you know, just standing by the window, I don't think it's possible mm-hmm. from an electric standpoint.
2: Okay. Um, now, I found a really interesting article about this on JSTOR. And it's actually an article that was published in a journal called Western Folklore. And this actually came out in 1970. And the article's called The Girl in the Window, and it's by a guy named D.K. Wilgus. And so basically what he did was he went around and talked to a lot of people and collected like, I think, 38 Accounts of this phenomenon and talked to him. And, you know, he got a bunch of different stories. And that was why we mentioned, you know, there's lots of different stories about what actually happened and where she was going and all of this. And so it was really interesting the way that it was put forth because he talked about, like, all the different things before he talked about the plausibility of it. But this house is still standing today, and we'll post pictures of it on our Instagram. But if you look at the house, the house is not a two-story house. It's a one story house and the cupola is kind of like a turret. And so it sticks up above the house. And so the guy that wrote this article actually did research on it. Turns out there's no floor in that cupola. It is an open, it's like a six foot by six foot open area. And even though there's windows, there's not actually a room up there. So there's no floor. There's no way that a girl could have been bathing or brushing her hair or standing in front of that window because it's just a big open area with a ladder that goes up to the roof. Okay. So I think that's really interesting. Because if, if, it's all, and it, if it's always been that way, there's no way this girl could have been standing up there.
1: And when you said it had a cupola, I thought lightning might have struck it. Because, you know, that's the highest point. Lightning's going to strike the highest point on the right. river. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe it struck it. Maybe it traveled down. If there's metal around the um, windows mm-hmm. or if there's some sort of metal pipes. Maybe it came down and, and got her in that way. But if there's no room, mm-hmm. then that's not possible.
2: Right. But you know what else I found out? So the Sexton's house was built in 1870. The cupola was not built at the same time. Okay. The cupola was added later in, like, 1881. Now, if you look at the pictures of the house, which, again, I'll post on our Instagram, the cupola's made out of these bricks. Well, there's an interesting story to go along with those bricks. Mm-hmm. So supposedly... Um, There was a girl in Hildebrand, which is a nearby town, that actually was struck by lightning and died. And after this happened, her father's house got torn down. And the bricks from her father's house are said to be the bricks that were used in building the cupola on the Sexton's house. Okay, that's interesting. So, is it one of these, the girl's spirit attached herself to the bricks, and then when it was built, she showed up in the window could that be something
1: that happened okay i thought that was a really interesting like that's that's an interesting side note note. yes that is interesting and i would like to know more about the girl how she died you know where was she at what was she doing when she got struck by lightning
2: right because if she wasn't like at her house or close to her house when she died Mm -hmm. why would her spirit attach itself to those bricks so that that's definitely something to think about
1: very interesting
2: but can we talk about this teenage girl who suddenly can't go to a picnic I and, know. oh, my God, it's the end of the world?
1: I mean, to me, that's the most believable part in the whole entire story. Yeah. As the mother of a current teenager. And as the mother of two teenage daughters. Yes, I believe that wholeheartedly. Oh, yes. Because, you know, my child, if I tell him he doesn't get to drive the car, like, he's he's currently got his permit. And if I say, no, I need a break from your driving, I'm going to drive to the store he has a complete and total meltdown. You think it's the end of the world. Yeah. So, yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. I can totally see, you know, oh, my gosh, it's raining. My life is ruined. <laughs> Every
0: hill is worth dying on. Because, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it just takes the smallest thing for your life to be ruined as a teenager. Yes. I totally can see
2: that. So that that's definitely the most plausible part of this story for
0: well, me. Well, the variation of, like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, that she wasn't able to meet up with her... Or no, he died, right? The
2: no the the parents or, just said, "Oh, it's too stormy for you to go out, so oh, you can't it, go out and hang out." And with So your
0: yeah, because I I thought, well, a lot of us have shaken our hand our fists at the sky over something less, so I don't know if we can get too judgmental there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and I think if all of us who curse the sky or cursed life got struck by lightning. There wouldn't be very many of us left, I don't think. Yeah,
2: Which I think kind of leads me into my next thought. You know, we are again talking, You know, this is the western end of Kentucky, but we're still, you know, in the Bible Belt. And so to me, this comes across as a cautionary tale. Oh, yeah. You know, look what happens. This is why we don't curse God. You know, everything is God's will and we don't curse God because this is what might happen to you if you do. So to me, it seemed like one of those, okay, we're going to come up with a story that explains something that teaches a lesson
0: Uh, yeah that that sounds like a Grimm's fairy tale type sort of situation
2: yeah yeah looking at these consequences this is why we don't you know we can have a picnic tomorrow just because you can't have a picnic today doesn't mean it's the end of the world
1: well I found something interested unrelated but interested okay kind of related Mm -hmm. so 2011 this is in BBC science focus magazine 2011. there was a 10-year-old girl who was struck by lightning. Mm -hmm. It's noted. It's in this magazine. Um, She's sitting at a window. She um, was struck because lightning struck the highest point of her house Mm -hmm. or to my fellow nerds, the apex of the house. Mm -hmm. So it struck. It was able to go down the pipes Mm -hmm. and the metal around the windows. Mm -hmm. And her, it cracked the windows. Mm -hmm. And it was able to get to her. It jumped to her shoulder. Oh. Oh, And if you've ever been struck, or if you've ever been, had electric in your body, like you've been electrocuted, um, unfortunately, I've, you know, been shocked many times working Mm -hmm. with my dad, more times than I'd like to recollect. But when you get shocked, the electric goes through your body and it exits your body. Right. So when you get shocked, if you look usually at the bottoms of your feet, you'll see a red area where the bo- the electric has exited your body. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to her. The electric went through. She had a red area on the bottom of her feet where the electric went through. Mm-hmm. And she had a scar on her shoulder, but she survived. Yeah. And so, you know, that was her story. Electrocuted. Um, she survived it. Mm-hmm. So, similar story, but hers was a story of survival. Everything was okay. Right. And, you know, as many times as I've been shocked, you know, and still, this is residential. We're not talking the highest amount of electric. Right. But, you know, that's what would happen. I would it would go through my body, come out. I'd have a mark on my foot, and you you'd go on with life. Mm-hmm. So, I, that's what I'm wondering: is this something she would have survived if this really did happen? I don't know.
0: I, would would there have been the metal in the house with the house? Didn't you say it was built 1870s? Yes. So, uh, very unlikely. The cupola. I think you, is that mm-hmm. the right phrase uh there definitely wouldn't be any water pipes up there and there are certainly not going to be electrical lines nope. so i just i think the weak part for the story is like if lightning did hit where is it going to
1: the only thing saving the story is there might have been lead in the glass yeah because we are talking about way back when yes because they didn't stop with the uh,
0: there could have been impurities yeah in, yeah. in the glass yeah.
1: Because glass at this time would have been made with, uh, with some lead. Um, they didn't stop doing that until around the 1960s. They mm-hmm. put lower percentages in the 1960s because they realized lead could leach out and cause problems. So right. that would have been the only thing that could have caused um, some conduction with the ele- electric in the glass at that time. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing going in our favor for this story being true there. Right.
2: Well, and I also found something that was kind of interesting. You know, I learned about old photography and uh, how old photography sometimes use these things called glass plate negatives, which was something I'd never heard of. And apparently there's a wet negative and there's a dry negative. But it all has to do with something about the way the glass is treated. And so one of the suggestions was maybe this window pane was made out of one of those Ooh. types of, you know, things. So maybe what we're seeing there, maybe lightning struck, and there was a girl at the window, and that's how the image got superimposed. Okay. But at the same time, remember, this this area does not have a floor. So, I mean, unless she was hanging out on the ladder at <laughs> <out> the window, <laughs> I'm Remitating. not sure how plausible that is.
0: I, I was wondering if maybe... If lightning did strike there, maybe that would have charred the glass or something, and people were seeing a face in that.
2: That's mm. possible.
0: Uh, and that maybe that's where the rest of it came from. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, yeah, because, you know, the when it happened is re- around the turn of the century, and so it's always like, you know, maybe there's a mark on the glass, and people are just making up a story. Oh, I heard how that happened, you know, 20 years ago.
1: Yeah. So, you know, out of all the variations... The most likely for me would have been if she was taking a bath because, you know, during a lightning storm, you're not supposed to do anything Mm water-related because, yet that one is a safety hazard. Um, As far as windows, like you said, cracking, um, glass shattering, that's the danger there. You're not going to get struck by lightning, most likely, but um, the cracking and the breaking... But yeah, you're supposed to stay away from all forms of water
0: mm-hmm. during
1: an, a, a lightning storm. So mm-hmm. that's the most plausible to me. But there's nothing on record. There's mm-hmm. nothing in the newspapers. I didn't see any obituaries. Wow. I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. No reports. Mm-hmm.
2: And I, as I was looking at the pictures, it was really interesting because some, some pictures of the house show both of the windows, because I guess there's three, but from the direction that the picture was being shown, you can see like two of them. And so a lot of the pictures I shaw, saw show both of those windows painted white. Mm-hmm. Other pictures I saw, one of the windows is clear and it's got like a cardboard cutout of a girl <laughs> in it. And I guess maybe they're capitalizing on this right. story. Yeah. Which was kind of interesting.
1: Oh, Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know about this one. I don't know how, I don't know, especially now that you said there was not a room up there. Yeah. But I'm with you. I think it's a cautionary tale. Um, stay away from, you know, dangerous things during the storm and don't question God or be angry at God because you might get smited by lightning. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Those are good cautionary tales.
2: I agree. Totally agree. We'd love to know what you think about this story and also thanks for hanging around with us. Welcome to the start of season two. We've got some really exciting stories lined up for you. Uh, This is the start of spooky season and we're super excited about that. It is our favorite time of year and we are looking forward to covering a lot of really good things. If you have any suggestions for stories that you would like to hear us cover in this upcoming season, feel free to shoot us an email You can contact us on Facebook and Instagram at Haunted Haulers. You can also send us an email at hauntedhaulers at gmail.com. And we also have a webpage, www.hauntedhollers.com.
1: Until next time, listeners, beware of things lurking in the shadows.